0: hey everyone welcome to this week's post triple crown going in circles big monday show my name is charles simon i'm the host of the going in circles podcasts as always my partner the great barry spears will be with us right after the first break we have uh, a lot to talk about lots unpack. pack had the first female triple crown winning trainer which is a uh, kind of a cool thing uh a lot of other horse racing uh, news to discuss and and kick around and uh, well, we'll be back here and right after this first break.
1: Hey, hey yo!
0: What it is? What it do? Don't do nothing. Yeah. It's triple Monday. Crown. It's
2: over. The Triple Crown is over. Right. It's Big Monday time.
0: Imagine if they stretched it out how long this would be. Bro, I don't it,
2: think it'd I, be worse than the in the NBA finals. I don't think
0: I could deal with it. I really don't think I could deal
2: with it. It'd be worse than the NBA finals. And the NBA finals is pretty bad. <laughs> the way they stretch that shit out. It's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's unreal. Dude, the, the the, <laughs> the, the series, they could have did two series.
0: <laughs> Loses tonight. When did they play? July. <laughs> and then it's the final game in August.
2: Yeah. I, I think everybody's just ready for it to be over and like, all right, Denver's going to win. Come on. All right. We're done here.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I, I have it on pretty good. Uh, authority that uh the people in charge of the final leg of the triple crown aren't particularly interested in doing anything like uh moving the date so um you know they they currently have to to worry about uh the 2025 version which is going to be held in saratoga um we actually had this story way, way, way back this winter, but we were thinking it would be next year. Right. Um, not two years from now. Not two years, but uh, apparently we, we miss,
2: uh, <clears throat> miscalculated our, our timeline. Yeah, time we miscalculated line. the time. Yeah, so So, anyways. Don't uh, they, don't that, they have to move it, it into to July because of, like, Child labor, no, (laughs) No. just just a thought. I know there's a lot of kids that work there, so I was thinking that they wait until like July 1st or the first Saturday in July. In order, I don't think they're going to move, um, I don't think they're going to
0: move the meat. I think they're just going to run the weekend.
2: And oh, okay, well, that would make a little more. I'm pretty sure that
0: meat will be. That'll be a a meet. That'll be running. They'll be running at uh, at uh, aqueduct. So, I mean, at some point they have to <clears> shut Belmont <throat> <that throat> down, right? So,
2: hmm. but uh, it'll be interesting.
0: Plus, it, it will be
2: the distance. There's people
0: already crying about the distance. I don't know what it is about that distance of that race. That people are like nuts about it. It's, it's, they're like rabid.
2: <laughs> Remember when, when, uh, Tis the Long One? Yes. They were just upset. They were really, really upset. But it's like, In a why would, was, yeah, was just, was just the context of everything. There's no way they could have run it at a mile and a half. <clears throat> I, I wanna,
0: I, I was happy that we were having any racing, right?
2: That anything was going on. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man like, I, I remember I, I, you, know, I you know, know that's one of the things before. that i'll never forget is uh you know the pandemic with you know seeing Gulfstream and tampa running and then have it flow over into um will rogers downs yeah fawner and then had that yeah will rogers and fawner was like the big thing and then you know then it would slide over into los al at night <clears throat> it was such a wild time man it's like I, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna explain to my grandchildren that whole era of racing. Not not to mention the fact that racing might not be here when they're here. So yeah. That might be another problematic thing, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Let's hope we're here. Shit! I almost wasn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You keep having these episodes where you know we, we got to get you, we got to get you on a on a on a, on a health plan.
2: Um, you know what? Honestly, I I've been for the last three weeks I've been terribly sick, and I finally snapped out of it. And this week I feel, or at least so far, a lot better than I have been. Now it's just time to rest up to get to Saratoga, and I thought of something that we can do. Okay, I'm I'm all over. um. You know those little like <clears throat> those those uh, little plastic or rubber bracelets. Yeah, um, ordered a whole bunch of them. Going in circles, we can hand them out at Saratoga, man. Yeah, we can. They can come see us, and we can hook them up.
0: Yes, that I like it—a
2: giveaway. See? Yeah, you know, a little, a band. Yeah, band of brothers and sisters. That's right. That listen to Going in Circles podcast. The Love you all. What do they call the Swifties?
0: <laughs> the Taylor Swift chicks. The <laughs> what are the Circleys? The, <laughs> the circulars. The circulars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Circular, circular. Well, there's a Circular Street, and uh <laughs> that's right by the mayor's house. And uh, the mayor. Circular Street. Yeah, the mayor. Mayor was texting me today asking about advice on on people that he should or shouldn't invite to the wedding.
2: Oh um, man, You <laughs> <laughs> should have had a committee. You shouldn't have had just you, because yeah. I'm sure you vetoed a lot. <laughs> no, I, I just,
0: you know, I mean, I'll be honest. The, uh, the first time we went through it, it was it was kind of gift orientated. Who would get the best gifts? Those were the people that get the invites. But then there's been some change, and uh, then his wife got involved. And
2: oh, that's where all downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's gonna have vetoes. She's <laughs> wanting
0: to do this like a, like, you know, like like a real wedding stuff. So, anyways. Um, yeah, we'll have to get the mayor on uh, on the uh, the handout list. Have the mayor be doing some handing out of the Going of Circles bands? Band-Aid. It'll be like uh, Live Aid. <laughs> big
2: All we need is Willie Nelson, and we'll be fine. Willie Nelson is still alive. That's right. And smoking. So, yeah. 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 Need him on the team.
0: 30 days to Saratoga. It's hard to believe. Oh, my
2: God. It's crazy. It's it's This beginning of the year just flew by, dude. It did, it did. I mean, it. it Listen, since the last time we were
0: on the air, uh, we've had forest fires and (laughs) almost had a a cancellation of a triple crown race. I mean, it's 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 a little chaotic.
2: Fisticuffs in the paddock. Yeah,
1: (laughs) the
0: Belmont. What what else? What else happened? Altercation, poor poor uh, bar shoe man. <laughs> you know what the truth is that, that uh, listen, I know a lot of these guys are nuts, but Dan is actually a, a nice he's all right. Guy.
2: He's, he's all right.
0: Yeah, he, he really is a bad guy. Yeah, he's he's
2: all right. And <laughs> it's it's gotten to be like <sighs> I I think I think they may have found that out in the course of that whole. Interaction that he wasn't, <laughs> you know, can't you can only get so mad at him? Yes, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking
0: about, after the Belmont stakes, Mr. Baffert and his wife and his lawyer uh, accosted one of his uh, Twitter critics um, and, uh, you know, had it out a little bit. It, it wasn't nearly as big of a deal as was initially made out to be, but. It's still so Bob still Becker something. Is a seventy year old Hall of Fame trainer that's won the Derby, well, six or seven times, depending <laughs> how you want to view it. Um And he really is th- that should be beneath him,
2: right? He, I, I I would think so. I mean, he's got all the hardware, the 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 career, the longevity, the so on. He's got everything. It, it you know it just doesn't uh, make any. It it doesn't have any. Um, there's nothing good can come of it. I, I
0: can understand if someone was actually standing there and calling you names or berating you. Right, and you. then you say something, but
2: to go out of your way—that's a different little story. You know, there.
0: one of the things that that a society just has has done in in recent times is that people are so sensitive. If if you are a public figure, <laughs> well, you should expect. People and, to talk to and I'm not so saying it's do. okay for some people, you know, for 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 those that go over the line and, and talk about you know ridiculous things and say terrible things. It's, it's one thing, but <clears throat> most everything that that Baffert has, has gets grief from is things that actually happened, and you know he's the one that got positive tests in these races now. You can argue all you want about the validity of 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 some and, and and should they even be positives. That's a separate argument that almost no one actually makes because people just want to draw lines and 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 you know be mad in a lot of ways.
2: But you know it's funny you say that because I had this conversation earlier today with somebody. And I explained to them, you know, why this whole thing with the positives needs to be explained further. Because people get under the impression that anytime they see an article that says, you know, trainer X got a positive for Buke or, you know, um, whatever. And... it's just not explained properly because people automatically think that guy's cheating or that lady is cheating if they get a, a positive test, and that's not necessarily true, and it's mostly not true because most of the positive tests we get are very, 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 very minuscule amounts of overages right and they're not performance enhancing they're legal medications, things that you know everybody's able to use. And they just had a little bit in their system when they tested. And, you know, people get outraged over, you know, the fines and or suspensions lack thereof. But if you take a step back and you look at the context of all these things, the punishments kind of do fit the crime. Now, if they do it over and over and over and over again, then, you, you know, that's another conversation for the next steps. And I think that's ended up what happened with mr. Baffert is he just had a whole bunch of them two happened to be in you know Churchill's two biggest races, I guess the Oaks and the Derby, so they felt compelled to do something whether you know you feel that's justified or not that's you know kind of up to you, but that's seems to be what happened but every time somebody gets a positive, it's not nefarious. No. And I think people are under that impression.
0: Right. Virtually none of them are. And people want to draw a line. Like it's a difference between Barry bonds, the skinny Barry bonds hitting 32 home runs and, and the giant head Barry <laughs> bonds hitting 70. And for most of these, these positives that just isn't. So I've said it a million times. I don't want to get into it too deep because it's, pretty boring and like i said i've said it a million times (laughs) the rules are terrible the way it's set up is terrible it's still confusing it makes no sense heisa sucks uh the people behind heisa the ones that are running it are are mostly just the same people that were behind the system (laughs) that everyone hates uh they're at tracks telling trainers that they can't uh give electrolytes IV 24 hours out because it's not a clear liquid. It'd be colored. I mean, the industry is basically in, in shambles and these people are worried about electrolytes and they're worried about labels on non-feed uh, on feed supplements and, and they're worried about uh, ulcer medications and all this other nonsense because it's just not <clears throat> done. Nothing is done properly. And it's, it's just so difficult for me to explain these things over and over and over again, because people don't believe it because they, they, they don't believe it because it's almost unbelievable that an industry would be so (laughs) incompetent that we have these ridiculous rules sometimes made, um, with no common sense. And a lot of times they make rules that change rules they don't even tell anybody
1: (laughs) it's the truth they don't even
0: they don't even tell you and you know there's so many misconceptions about about medications and drugs and that is just lost in the wash now because now everybody's on to uh breakdowns and i hate to tell you this but you can never stop horses from breaking down, no matter what surface they run on, no matter where you run them, no matter what preparation they have, because they're living creatures. All living things die. So, well, Barkley tag, maybe not, but <laughs> they, you know, it, it, it's it's unfortunate, and <laughs> You know, Earl Mac, who doesn't even own horses anymore, I don't believe, and, I mean, he's a guy that's been rich since the day he arrived. So <laughs> I, I don't know exactly why he would be the voice of reason, um, but he made some, uh, did a blood horse op-ed that we should move the synthetics, and it's just stupid. It's just stupid. I'm I'm just telling you. You don't have to agree with me. You can disagree with me. That, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. But those people have no idea, no understanding of the sport. The people you see, the big name, the really, really rich people, they don't have any clue what's going on because they're really rich people. <laughs> and then they've never been involved. They've never got the truth. They don't hear from the people that are actually involved in the business. They don't care about the betters. The betters are just. And synthetics are marginally safer, marginally. The way they're talked about, you would think that... Uh,
2: it's impossible for us to break
0: yeah, down on them. <laughs> right. The, the, the facts are that the industry has done a really good job at having fewer breakdowns. And people don't believe it, though. And that's the thing is that the numbers are there. And there are fewer horses breaking down now than ever. Ever, And everybody's got it backwards. They think, oh, back in the day. No, back in the day, horses broke down a lot. You just didn't see it.
2: Right. I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, social media and media in general just works a lot differently than it used to. And people are noticing it more, even though there's less of them, because there's well, more coverage of it. That and people had different attitudes. True, it. right? The whole the whole world's changed in, in, in a sense since, like, let's say, like the nineties. So that's where
0: I, I say <clears> the <throat> synthetics isn't going to change anything because we've gone from uh, in 2009, and this was TDN had the study. They put the stats out. It was uh, two horses per thousand broke down. As an industry, and that's on all surfaces, as an industry, we're down to 1.25. <laughs> if that's not improvement, I don't know what is. Yet, no one thinks that we're doing better. And And this is where the optics come in. And this is why Tim Sullivan, who really has no expertise in anything horse racing, has none no offense to Tim; he's a good writer but he doesn't have any clue um and he he did ask me to use some of the quotes that that, uh, i put on twitter and i said no problem but it's it's a it's a false narrative because there's fewer breakdowns people hate to hear reality the reality is that those numbers include all sorts of races that virtually nobody watches. Charlestown, uh, all, all these small tracks sure. that, that, that that hardly get any any viewers out of outside of the hardcores. So having fewer breakdowns at those tracks, they're not going to help. I, it's better to have fewer breakdowns. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's okay. It's not okay to have any. But that's not realistic. But also, all synthetic tracks would do theoretically from that standpoint is we would have fewer of them. And what I'm saying is that we already have significantly fewer of them and nobody thinks that we are doing any better. So why would that change? Why would that change? I said it on Twitter today. It doesn't matter if we race the entire year without a single breakdown. If, the, if, if, if we just had one in the wrong race, like the Kentucky Derby, it's over. That's what I mean. It has nothing to do with the stats. Nothing to do with the stats. Zero. Nobody out there that's against racing is using those stats.
2: <laughs> no, they're trying to bury them as far as they they can. If I was
0: against racing and I saw those stats, I wouldn't want them publicized because they actually look make it look like the industry has done a better job. They're
1: improved,
0: which it has. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's. I'm, I'm just saying that the numbers are improved. That's why they don't use them. And, and the only number now that we see is last year's synthetic versus dirt, <laughs> which synthetic was significantly improved last year over the year before and the year before and the year before and the year before, meaning that the regression to the mean will probably bring that number up. But we won't hear that. You won't hear people talk about that because Earl Mack and all these people, they want what they want to do what racing has done for the last 40 years. I can't say before that because I just don't... I you don't know. Right. I wasn't old enough. But for the last 40 years, everybody wants these, these one-step solutions to things, and it never, ever, ever works. It never works. Reducing the number, until you can reduce it to zero, if you tell me that there's a track that you can make it zero, I would be all for it. I say, got to do it, but you're not going to get to zero. You're not going to get to zero. And like I said, if if the one bad one happens in the wrong race, you you you've spent hundreds of millions of dollars. If it costs roughly ten million dollars to install a synthetic track, well, there's a lot of tracks. <laughs> There's a lot of tracks. So multiply that out by by all those tracks. Well, the ones that don't just say, you know what, if you mandate synthetics, we're just not going to race anymore. That'll happen. That'll shrink the business. The business, and again, this is stuff we've gone over before. The business shrinking is death. The less... Everything is political now. Now we've we've moved to, to, to racing to where we're almost 100 percent dependent on politicians and most jurisdictions. The fewer jobs we have, the less revenue we produce for the state, the less power we have. And in the gambling market, we're getting our ass kicked by sports wagering, and that's not going to change. So. This idea that we should run less or have fewer tracks, it's just totally contrary to...
2: Conventional wisdom
0: well, to and reality. logic. Yeah. This <laughs> is how you attract politicians by creating more jobs and creating more revenues for the state. Not, not the other way around. I mean, how, how long do you think in, in some of these states that uh, the slot revenue deals won't be changed if they continue to shrink
2: Shit, (laughs) not many I mean I'd like to think that New York racing is pretty healthy and the Kentucky market is pretty healthy and that's pretty much about it Oakland, Oakland, yeah. Forgot about them. But yes, they kind of do their own thing in thriving. But everybody else is kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah on thin ice, I guess. I mean, I don't know if thin ice is really a good term, but... Shaky ground, maybe.
0: It's just frustrating that everybody wants to the, the the same mistakes are made over and over and over and over and over, and synthetics is just an, more of the same. It's just more of the same.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought we learned our lesson when California tried to go to all synthetics. That ended up being a disaster. We had synthetic tracks at a lot of these places.
0: There was no groundswell of support to keep them from anywhere. No, they were trying to get rid of
2: them. Exactly. Like, yo, they're trying to run away from them. I mean, look at all the problems Santa Anita had when they, you know, they they couldn't stay open. They had so many problems.
0: I mean, Gulf, Gulf. I love when people point out, oh, Gulfstream. Gulfstream, yeah, they're doing great. Business is awesome down there. awesome so awesome that won't be long till they close up in the summertime because they're running three days handling nothing they didn't get the handout from the state which will help the purses for the next couple years but that's just a band-aid and that's you know Governor screwed up sports betting so badly down there. They still don't have it. And it's probably not coming for a while,
2: right? They it's got to get on the ballot, and that probably won't happen for another two years. They, they got to unwind these whole, all these court
0: cases where they're getting beat up into. So, I mean, it, it's it's without even without that competition, it, it's just frustrating because you know you see the, the same mistakes made. Time and time and time again. And I'm telling you, the higher up the food chain these, the people are in racing, the worse their decision-making is. Because they just don't see. They're not trying to see. And they have this vision of what they want it to be. And it, it just can't be. It's like Mike Rapoli complaining about having a commissioner. Like, Mike, where you been? People have been talking about this for 20 years. How are you going to do this? How how is this going to be enforced? You can want it as bad as you want, but everyone thinks it's a great idea, but you can't do it. That's the problem. You think Churchill Downs is going to cede power? Willingly? Voluntarily? You're going to tell them where they're going to run, when they're going to run, what they're going to do? (laughs) Good luck. Good luck. Commissioners work for the owners in sports. Roger Goodell works for the owners. He's an employee. He's not a czar. He doesn't do what he wants. He's paid by the owners. He works for the owners, <laughs> as do the referees, mm-hmm. as do the coaches, as do the players, as do all the personnel on the team that work for all the teams. Everybody's an employee. That doesn't, that's not racing. It's not even remotely close. That dynamic doesn't work here. The only possible way would be via federal mandate. You would force them to do things. And we have a federally mandated program, but it sucks. It's, It's a, it's a, it's not even a half measure, it's a quarter measure. And you would need literally all new people. But that's the only possible way it could happen. And like we talked about with Heisa, the federal government doesn't have a, a whole team worth of, you know, a, a whole, a whole uh, uh, floor worth of uh, horse racing experts. In Washington, waiting to get, uh, you know, moved on to the big leagues and fix racing, they have exactly zero. There are no horse racing experts in Washington, works from federal government, none, zero. So,
2: who would do this? Who could possibly do this? <laughs> I don't know, but whoever it, it could be, and if they pulled it off, they'd have, have to either be like a combination of Houdini. Gandhi and Mother Teresa all wrapped into one. And that person needs to be president and solve world peace. Because I can't see Florida, Kentucky, New York working together in any scenario. I mean, they may be able to come together for some things, but not many.
0: We can't race
2: we can't have races go <laughs> up. Staggered times. Not the same time. <laughs> it's absurd. It makes we, me we, laugh, we but can't it's get really them absurd. That we can't do that. We can't get tracks to schedule stake races
0: at an optimum time so that the best horses could run in all of the good races instead of just one or two. Not to mention... The rules that would have to be enacted. If you want to make this sport successful, the people that are doing well currently have to sacrifice. If I told Mike Rapoli, Mike, I got a great plan. And and part of that plan is that you can't own 275 horses anymore. (laughs) And your trainers or trainer, he can't have more than 100 horses anymore. That's the rules, because that's better for the game. And I'm sure that he would not like that rule. And that's part of the problem. Well, it's part of the problem. It is the problem. It is the problem, <laughs> right. Churchill Downs is not going to lower <laughs> the simulcast rates to other tracks in order to uh, facilitate lower takeout if they think they're going to make less money or in some cases, if the other track will, will do better because they see the other track as competition. And that, that's part of the issue is that organizations within horse racing see each other as competition. They don't see each other as part of the same group. Like NBA owners, of course, everyone's competing against everyone else, but they're, they're all collective. They all sit at a table at a meeting and, and they all vote on on what's good for the league, and the majority, whatever the majority is, or super majority, whatever they need, that's what happens. They're t- they're in it together, and in this business, that doesn't that that's completely like 180 degrees the opposite way. They they're they're, they're in competition. They're in competition for horses, are in competition for customers, are in competition for the, the 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 simulcast signal. The tracks are in competition. The trainers are operate under literally no rules, <clears throat> so it, it's like the fundamental issue with horse racing is that our products thinks. Our day-to-day races aren't very good, and that's really the biggest problem racing faces more than any of this other stuff. Social license only matters if, if a, there is a business to, that you're trying to cancel. <laughs> if the business is failing, it, it doesn't matter. You just it'll, it'll just you know,
2: it'll die on its own, like the guys that jump off the
0: cruise ships. <laughs>
2: Or go off the Niagara Falls in a barrel.
0: Right. You're 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 done. It doesn't matter, you know, it's over. I mean if the business is, is failing, then the social license means nothing because you know, it's failing business. <laughs> but that's the issue with all these conversations. And everybody wrings their hands and says, Oh, we gotta do this, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. The way it is, you you have to sacrifice. I've said it, used the the analogy of the Yankees. The Yankees could sign... They could have a 50-man roster if they really wanted to. But there's restrictions. They can't sign 50 guys. In racing, we let guys... We, we let them sign 50 guys, and then we praise them and say how great they are <laughs> because they're winning. Well, And then no start sending them more horses. Right. <laughs> exactly. It, it, and, and everyone says, well, how can we not do it? Oh, they win. Well, it, it's, it's the same old argument. It's the same old stupid argument that never holds any water. And the fact of the matter is the owners are greedy. They want to win. I get it. I get it. You want to win just like your kids want to win it at video games and they, and they plug in cheat codes because that helps them win. I mean, it's, it's the most obvious thing in the world that if you want reform,
2: I mean, reform means that some people have to give up, right? You have to compromise and, and, And make sacrifices in order to to move everything forward. And nobody's willing to do that in this industry, it seems. No. Who's willing to do it?
0: They all talk. This has been the same... I went to the University of Arizona. I graduated in 1990. It's the same 33 years later. Nothing's changed. No one's willing to give anything up. I mean, it's as dumb as people saying, "Oh, well, the breed, the breed, the breed." Oh, the breed. We, we need to breed more hardy
2: horses. <laughs> you really think that's why uh, well, the, you Brad really think Cox people aren't, aren't running horses to? once a month is because of the breed? Yeah, well, it's okay. always the breed.
0: Well, the breed, the breed needs to you know, <laughs> we need to we need to we need you know blah blah blah. It's like if you breed slow horses. One thing's for sure. You won't be in business. It, it's just so easy to, to just blame nebulous things. And they say it as though it's it, it's it's a, a singular thing.
2: Like there's one... Like there's a, there's a proven fact that... You well, know, like
0: there's one organization that breeds all the horses. Right. So if you and I went out and bought three broodmares... I mean, we we'd be part of the problem, right? Because we're breeding to speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let you know. You know what I want to do? I really want to do. I want to find the slowest horse possible and breed to that horse. And then all my horses will just be, you know, they'll run zero buyers. It could be thirty lengths, but hey, they'll be, they'll be, they'll be safe. Tough. They'll be tough. Yeah be tough when they're, they're they're pulling a cart for the Amish. <laughs> but this is what people do. This is this is what they say. And then they get on the internet and then everybody agrees with them. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to do this. We got to do that. We 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 need to do this. The vets need to do that. <laughs> it's all nonsense. It's all gibberish because it's not reality.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people, especially the, the casual fans and, and the betters, they don't really understand the undertaking <laughs> that would need to happen in order to, to really write the ship. And the things people would have to sacrifice, so on and so forth, around the whole industry. There's nobody willing to do anything. I mean, it's almost like it's performative, almost like what you're seeing on Twitter. Just people just saying stuff just to say it. I mean, like, oh, we care. We care. So we're just going to say this. But in reality, there's no solution there. Or any pathway for a solution.
0: It, listen, it's not just people. like It's people in the industry.
2: Right. Yes. A lot of people listen. A
0: lot of people are in the quote unquote in the industry. But they don't really know what the hell's going on in other parts of the industry that aren't their their um, expertise in. They think they might know, and they might hear something because they heard it from this guy or that guy. <laughs> but it's it's just like tips when you go to Saratoga and you hear tips and and, and <laughs> different people like their horse in the, in the two year race. At least it used to be like that.
2: Not anymore, but. It's now nah, everybody knows ahead of time now. <laughs> this, there's no more day of the race steam. Everybody knows they know they knew. It's um, you
0: know, it's it's frustrating because it just isn't going to help. And I think, you, I think a lot of it's frustrating if is if because.
2: We're on the verge. Like it's almost like we can see what the solutions are. We we see it, and we can touch it, and we're like, yes, this would work. This would work. This would work. And it's almost like you know how that that commercial with the guy—he has a dollar on his uh on his fishing pole, and they're just yanking it. He's like, oh, you almost got it. You almost got it. That's what it feels like, and that's why it's frustrating to me. Because the solutions are there, they just got to do it. And it seems like nobody wants to take that first step. Nobody wants to take the lead, and 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 be the trailblazer to to you know kind of right the ship. And until we get something in that realm, we're we're just gonna be spinning our wheels like we're on a treadmill. It's just nothing's gonna change. No, nope. Anyways, we've made it 40
0: minutes without talking about the Belmont. So uh, what were your impressions about the, <clears throat> the Belmont?:
2: It's actually a pretty exciting race. I, I, I you know, it played out just almost like it was supposed to on paper. <laughs> um, but it was a, it was a really good race, you know. I, I thought Archangelo ran excellent, ran back to his, uh, his form in the Peter Pan. You know, it was great to see um, Jenna Antonucci win. You know, it's, it's absurd to me that it took all the way to 2023 to get <laughs> a, a female trainer winning a triple crown race. But it's a little embarrassing, but I'm glad it's happened. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, that that horse becomes a player. makes some noise in this division. You know, it, it kind of seemed like the right thing. You know, they're they're dropping off. You know, you see, Mage kind of, you know, needed a re- Needed some rest after the Preakness and Forte coming back. And you know, if we could clean all that up and get everybody in the same place at the same time, we might have some good racing on our hands.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. I thought he ran well, especially for a horse that uh, was was relatively lightly raced. I thought uh, Castellano gave him a, a, a great trip. Um, you know, to me, won the race, moving up the inside, not moving at the right time too. Um, I mean, I thought Forte grinded out well. I mean, he, he was he tries hard. I'll give that horse a lot of credit, in that he does try really hard. Um. Yeah, he makes up a lot of ground in the stretch. Always, like he—he just—he's he, got a lot of determination. Yeah, and uh, he's not brilliant. He's not like a brilliant horse, but he's—he's he's a tough horse. And I mean, there's a reason he he got a lot of wins on his on his resume. And coming into it off of a layoff, and certainly, you talk about horses that are—you um, uh, hear trainers talk about horses that are over the top. Horses that are ready to run and have nowhere to run. Well, he is kind of the epitome of that in that he was ready to run five weeks ago. And had the rug pulled out from under his uh, his hooves morning of the race. And then wasn't able to run back into Preakness either because of the, the, uh, the machinations of the rule. So here was a horse that was ready to run a mile and a quarter more than a month ago five weeks ago so um you know for him to to race well to fire i thought that was a a pretty good effort
2: on his yeah definitely commendable i mean he i think he was a he was a little bit fortunate that a couple of other riders in the race um including hit show kind of moved a little bit too early and he had he, he he went way wide. Forte went way wide and just kept coming.
0: Forte and is definitely going to get a better uh, thoroughbred figure.
2: Yeah, than he the winner. So wide, man.
0: He's <laughs> definitely getting a better figure. Uh, you know, the one horse, the Tappet, the Brad Cox's Tapit, um, who kind of pressed the pace. Uh, he, he 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 sort of was used as a rabbit of sorts, yeah. Um, as the pace was, Craig had the pace being uh, you know faster than than par. So that really kind of uh, cooked national treasure in the last uh, eighth of a mile. But um, you know, that wasn't the dynamic that the race looked like it was going to have i mean all the talk before the race was that wow there's just really not a lot of speed in this race and you know what where's the pace going to come from and and it's funny how it always seems to develop in these triple crown races mm-hmm. Uh the, the the preakness notwithstanding of course the preakness we talked about that after the preakness was i i really still don't know what
2: uh but that always happens in the preakness. What John like, Salzman but, was doing when he decided to raid a horse. That, yeah, that, that always seems to happen, though, it, in the preakness. Like, look at Oxbow when he won. Yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, even American Pharaoh had, had like, the dreamiest of dream trips in in the preakness. Yeah. It's, it's wild how that happens, but it's, it's you know, I mean, look at early voting. True. True. Uh.
1: I don't, I don't know kind of
0: i don't know what's gonna happen um you know moving forward who's going where yet it, it really doesn't seem to have sorted itself out everybody's kind of non-committal about you know, yeah. where they're going except uh um did you see uh has got the, the shoes he got the guy made him uh-uh. the custom shoes the two fill
2: shoes oh i gotta see those yeah gotta you gotta look
0: it. at it, man the, Man, the guy did an awesome job. I'm, I'm, I wonder what he charges. I can I going to circles it, kicks, man.
2: Got to check that out. But um,
0: <clears throat> two fills is definitely headed towards Monmouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this arm ran well in the, the slop at uh, Ellis yesterday. In oh, the, yeah. The Matt Wynn. Everybody thinks it's a big deal. They're going to move the Belmont to Saratoga when hell. This was the first Matt win ever held at Ellis Park. (laughs) Uh,
1: Wild times.
0: He ran well. Shout out to Bruno. Bo Cruz. Bo Cruz. Respectable third. Third. Yeah. Oh, people stop texting me on Monday nights. You know I'm on the show. Come
1: on. Come on.
2: Come on, man. Come on, man.
0: Distract me with texts. Um... Clary Air, tough as nails,
2: as always. Yeah, I I I still don't know. I, I've watched that race a few times and I still don't know how she won. She just got gutted it out. Yep. She
0: she did. Secret Oath survived. Thank you. making the sign of the cross for her. <laughs> uh nice it was a nice score. As a matter of fact, the only ticket I cashed on Belmont Day was I, I uh I rode Barry's coattails and on the Emanuel bandwagon.
2: There we go. Like, shape uh, Pierre at two to five is nuts. That was nuts. Like, seriously, that
0: was just bizarre. I I I was thinking he might tick down under even money to be maybe four to five. But as they're going in the gate, and he's sitting at two to five. I'm. I was How? thinking to myself
2: <laughs> I text you, I was like, How? Yeah,
0: like what is going on? This isn't like it's a, a small pool. The, the the computer players don't even affect that pool that much, you know, so you're not gonna see a big late change and um I mean I didn't make a big play, I, I had the doubles with the with the long race, the next race, but um yeah, but no, was, Emmanuel, Emmanuel just just it was kind of sure. similar to Clary Air, but she just gutted it. Out. He gutted it out.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was it, the cutback. That's what Shea, I told you too. Old, man. old,
0: old shade didn't did have much,
2: <laughs> didn't have much excuse. No resistance. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he surrendered. <laughs> yeah, I, I I got that exactly. Pretty good. I was I was happy the seven hung in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um Elite Power looked powerful. Yeah, he was he was dominant. Almost Cody's wish like Cody's wish was was dominant, nominal again. Yeah. yeah. But it's... you know, the horse player in me is like when is that shoe going to fall? I didn't do a,
0: a going-in-circles digest for the weekend because, first of all... It was a jeopardy
2: from the jump.
0: <laughs> it was in jeopardy from the, the fire. And then Thursday, normally when I would be at least doing a lot of the setup work for it, I was traveling. Huh. Um, Friday, it was at the races. Friday night, I was engaged and was in desperate amount of pain. <laughs> My back was oh, it was horrible Friday night.
2: I sleep on the floor, man.
0: It was it was terrible. I mean, it was like as bad as it's been. But I think I was cured by hookah. So don't ask beyond that. But uh, <laughs> it it has improved a lot. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't aware that hookah had uh, healing powers, but. It cured my back. It's that. It's that. It's that New York City water, man. Whatever, it worked. But, um, <laughs> but no, I I started going through the races, and I was like, I like a lot of favorites, man.
2: <laughs> like, you and everybody else. I,
0: I don't want to write. I don't want to spend all this time writing this. And I, I don't really have anything clever to say about most of these races, and I didn't have much of an opinion on the Belmont. I, I really didn't, and. I was like, I'm tired and uh, my back hurts and I had stuff to do and I was at the races
2: and I was like, Ugh. well, you made the right decision because it was chalk fest. I'm going to write a recap tomorrow. We're going to put out the okay. recap. That's fair. That's recap of the week. But um, yeah, it was chalky, man.
0: Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was. It, it looked like it was going to be chalky. Um, I thought the uh the acorn was a good race. Oh, yeah is uh, pretty mischievous as the division leader continues to be though it was a narrow victory
2: you know it, it was weird you know looking at that race on paper because you could foresee maybe some horses in there that that could have jumped up and and run a good race, but nobody really kind of showed up except for the top two. You know, the thing was that there was a lot of
0: those, of those Phillies want to be on the lead or close to the lead. And they all knew that they weren't getting the lead from money's gold. I mean, obviously she was the fastest horse and they didn't want to, to burn themselves out. So they kind of let her go. And to I me, mean, she still went fast uh, at least, you know, reasonable fractions, but, but they were on the quick side. So I think a lot of those horses were just taken out of their game because they want to be a lot closer than they were. And they just kind of didn't want to get caught up in a speed duel with a horse that that's really
2: a sprinter faster. Yeah. Sprinter. Yeah. You right. know,
0: so, and it's a one turn race and it's just a little, I mean, the one turn races for the two turn
2: horses are always a little, um, well, that's, that's one of the things I did point out during the week is that, I thought that Darth Vader would definitely appreciate the one turn. I don't think that horse likes two turns. I, I mean, we had some questions about her distance too. Yeah. And, and I think the 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 one turn actually helped that. Um and and she ran big. Um She did, agreed. I'm I'm I, mean, I can't wait to bet against her when they go back around two turns. Um because I'm sure they're going to try it. I'm sure they will. Dorsey's oh, she's gonna get bet. And I am going to be fading her lovely.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Um up to the
2: mark has really turned into a a, a beast. Yeah. <laughs> he was he, I wasn't expecting that kind of performance. I, that- I thought he, he had an inkling that he was gonna win, but not like that.
0: No, he, he was pretty dominant. And it, and it wasn't as though he got some perfect inside-out trip. I mean, he was wide on both turns. Uh, his his number's going to come back super high. I mean, it's going to be a, a big, 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 big number. Um, but uh, he... he so the
2: Applebee's really didn't show up?
0: In... No, the, you know, the Applebee's were really, I mean, a B-level horse and a C-level. I mean, one I like restaurant is just, is just a horse. Just second... Second. I mean, he, he's he's just he's not he's not great. Warren Point and Ottoman Fleet is is okay. I mean, he's an okay horse. He's not a top European horse. Clearly, if he can't beat us, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he got a pretty decent trip, and he, he could now kick Soldier Rising. So, um, but you no, know, not to take anything away from Up to the Mark, who, who's really developed into a a, a really good horse, um. I, I would guess uh, Saratoga would be one of those sword dancer. One of those races would be would be next for him.
1: Yeah, That's nice.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and we, we figured out why Arabian Lion didn't go on the Belmont. <laughs> it destroyed them. He did. Um, I, I actually got lucky because had I not been sneaking into the place that had the free food. And, um, so me and my friend sneak into the place, (laughs) we had to walk up the stairs and, um, we didn't have the right thing. We weren't diamond members or whatever. So we had to, we figured out a way. in. so, uh, it's free drinks and free food. So we go up there, except it wasn't all free drinks. It was free drinks for everything but vodka. And what? my friend of course had ordered a vodka. Oh <laughs> so he says to the lady how much is it? <laughs> she says twenty seven dollars. <laughs>
2: oh uh, I hope he gave it back to her. I'm like, Yeah, you can
0: uh, Nah, he paid for it. Oh. He, gave, he gave her a thirty, she got the three dollar tip. Uh. So we snuck in for the we snuck in for the free food and drink and he wound up paying thirty bucks for a drink.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so basically yeah. My my Coke was free. <laughs> you paid fifteen dollars for those plates. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh it was you
0: know, free food's always better. You know, they had the food trucks there out in the back. It was, it, th- you know, this has been the first time at I was at, This is the first time I was at Belmont since uh since ever? I I can't remember the last time I was at Belmont. I really don't. I can't even... I've been to Belmont at the races probably 500 times. (laughs) And I cannot remember the last one. But, uh, you know, when you drive in from the Cross Island, Mm. it's a different look because of the hockey arena and and the parking lot across the street. But, the back, you know, section of Belmont, like the backyard, it really isn't affected. I mean, it really isn't affected. Maybe if it was 1975 and they still got 112,000 people there, but it, it just isn't. Um, and they, uh, of course, jacked the prices up, but man, they had some good pizza back there.
2: <laughs> it was good. And the lines weren't too long. and I don't know. I, I haven't been to too many tracks where the pizza wasn't good. Oh, Belmont's pizza sucks. Really? Yeah, it's terrible.
0: I didn't even... I, I, I'm telling you this because I, I looked at it on Friday. <laughs> and it was small and it didn't look good. And it was a little burnt. And... Saturday is like new, new. But so we went to pizza. Who's truck. this? So Saturday we went to the food trucks, and the food truck pizza was was <laughs> awesome. It was very, very good actually. Is it
2: one of those food trucks? Because we have one like around here. They have like a one of those brick ovens inside the yeah. food truck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it was, was it clear? They had the glass and all that. You could see it. No, they didn't let oh, us. Oh, see, see it. they had the you know you, they make it's good New pizza. York. Man. They, you know they got to be a little discreet
0: yeah yeah but um but no it was a, it was it was a good time. I wore a hoodie in the uh the section where you're supposed to have a sports jacket on and nobody said anything, so
2: yeah they need to, they need to stop with that no, yeah it's silly old hat, especially in the summer, Like it's like exactly lucky you lucky got people in this, church. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
0: Uh, I met some, of my, uh, some some of my guys from from Silks. Oh yeah. Game of Silks. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben was there. Clay Thompson, he was there.
2: Clay Jr? Yeah, a little shorter with a beard. That's all right. And Can't uh, shoot the rock though. That's Butters. The thing.
0: Butters, Butters. Butters.
2: <laughs>
0: Sleepy. Oh my man Squid, he was there. Squid. Squid. Squid was doing some eating now. Is Troy there? He was there.
2: He was oh, there. I was gonna say. Was... Yeah.
0: He was there. They got uh so I left before the um the Manhattan to go back to Saratoga. <laughs> and uh I was back I was back in Saratoga.
1: <laughs> before the race.
0: Went. <laughs> two hours before they got back to the uh, the hotel at the resorts at Aqueduct. Dang. Because the Uber line was like two and a half hours long.
2: Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous, bro. You know,
0: Ubering is, is great. But when you're going to a sporting event and there's a lot of people and everybody's got the same idea. Hey, let's Uber. When you leave, if you leave at the same time everyone else tries to leave.
2: You're screwed. It's a nightmare. Yeah. So it's, get, the, get the car service. I should have. what normal people do. Get the car service.
0: Should have got the helicopter. <clears throat> right?
2: Game yes. of Silks helicopter. <laughs> Done. Everybody needs a helicopter, man at least one right yeah for sure i mean i swear to god in daytona they they you know in volusia county they they put up that helicopter anytime like all the time
0: (laughs) but the only helicopters they had there were for the
2: the show yeah it was the bad boys you know you know
0: when you hear the helicopter overhead, all the time all day it's not good
2: they don't hesitate they the they get in it out. that was the one thing that that got me is that they don't you know it's, it's always up they can't find somebody that thing's going up did you watch any of the coverage of of uh, on fox yes yes i did how what did you think um the fox like the national broadcast yes um it was it was a little clunky okay you know they they had some issues like production wise you know with the audio and it it didn't flow as smoothly as as like let's say the nbc broadcast would i think that was the major difference it wasn't so much the people as it was the production Mm -hmm. um but it was, yes, someone had
0: said that uh, well Ken Middleton the the announcer at woodbine at uh, the Mohawk not woodbine but well I guess it's Woodbine it's very confusing that they have two tracks they are both called Woodbine I know um, Mobine yeah he's he, he obviously knows something about announcing and he said that the, they needed to turn one of the sounds down the ambient sound or something. And they said that there was issues like hearing Durkin.
2: Oh, yeah, there definitely was. I mean, not that that was like the worst thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was he was definitely rusty. Um, he got it together by the Belmont. I think his Belmont call was okay. But um, it wasn't bad coverage. I mean, and then you got the flip side on, you know, FS1, FS2. And that was normal, the regular. You know what we what we usually see, so that was a that was a little change. You know they had, uh, what's his name, Kurt Menefee, on yes. and, and the Bear from from ESPN, and and they were good. You know it wasn't bad. It was just different. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are used to seeing the NBC crowd and and those people, and they get, <clears throat> you know, a whole set of different characters that we literally never see. I mean Tom Amos was on the national broadcast we see him sometimes but not all that often right right um but he you know he's his normal self he was good and it wasn't bad I I mean I don't I would like to hear what somebody who doesn't normally watch horse racing think of that kind of coverage but <clears throat> yeah they said it was, I don't think it was that bad it was kind of neutral I
0: mean, the it just seemed the critiques that I saw that weren't like stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, some people are just they just hate everything. Yeah, just
2: mad at it yeah, all, I mean, off the off the top, no yeah. matter what. So,
0: I mean, the ones seemed to say that it, it was more geared towards the racing and then less geared towards the, the other nonsense. So, I mean, I guess yeah, I, it, you know, that that
2: is true. It was it wasn't as fluffy as the as, as the NBC coverage right which was a it was a little different um and it was actually a little better in that way but all in all it was kind of evened out because they did those little pieces during you know in between races and stuff like that so it was you know a little mix right <clears throat> but it wasn't as fluffy as the NBC coverage I can definitely say that well, that's good. We don't want too much fluff. Yeah. The only thing I want fluffy is the cotton candy. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, what do we got this week?
2: Whole lot of nothing.
0: San Juan Capistrano weekend at Santa Anita. <laughs> they still run races out there? Well, they do, but they just don't have a lot of horses
2: in them. And they uh, <laughs> report a, a DUI from March 31st <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. A little better late
2: than never.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: Well, clearly he's doing okay because he's been out there. Yeah. Uh, and he's riding well.
0: You know, I root for people because I know that it, it's uh, people judge, and you know, there's it, it, it's just the how do I say this without sounding stupid? <laughs> Not that I don't <laughs> sound stupid all the time, but um, a lot of people don't understand that person in his situation they they have to work really really hard mm. just to get through every day and uh, you know maintaining their sobriety is, is not an easy thing it's not easy it's not easy at all and uh you know you' root for people to do good I, I mean you don't want to see people throw their lives away over that it happens a lot unfortunately in this world and
2: no, it is what well, it is. but yeah, clearly he's been going through it because he, you know, on his way to the Pegasus, he got yeah, it, some it's, nonsense it's, because of that sort of thing. He, so, you know, he's, he's not a rookie in, in terms of
0: <clears throat> issues with that. So,
2: no, he's I think he's almost, achieved. but we've
0: seen we've seen a lot of guys uh, listen, being a jockey is a hard job, it, absolutely, it is, hard. it
2: is. It's
0: not an easy job at all, it's very hard. And, it's it's mis- a lot of it's misunderstood. Uh, a lot of blame they they get is stuff that probably shouldn't be blamed on on them, and you know that that's not even talking about the physical demands. Um, and there's been quite a few jockeys that have had have had issues.
2: Oh sure, P. Vale comes to mind. He's like the top area. of the list.
0: Pat Day had those issues.
2: Yeah, he did. He you know, did Jerry Bailey.
0: He, he wasn't uh, right, and 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 at least Pat wasn't a, a big name at the time when you know, he had got his his issues under control. By the time he became uh, a, and, and it was probably like he said, he was the only reason that, that he ever was able to become you know the the, the rider that he he was was because of that. You know, uh, like you said, Jerry Bailey, um, Garrett Gomez. You know, he he couldn't. He could right. handle it all. Chris Hantley
2: uh, same just, thing. Just uh and
0: and and, all, and a lot of other ones that that,
2: you that, know, that nobody knows.
0: Right, you know,
2: right. Or talks about anyway.
0: Yeah. So you know, I, I root for people to do good. I don't wanna see people to do bad. I mean, there's there are a couple people in the world I don't like, but
2: not everybody. Tibbs. I mean <clears throat> Jeter.
0: <clears throat> though Rodney Brown is still mad about the uh the ride he gave, Word Puzzle,
2: none As two, he should.
0: Uh, 2002. That's 20 years ago, and he's still pissed off.
2: About still that. fuming. Yeah. I don't blame him, though. That, that, that was a terrible ride. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, you know, be thankful that there was no Brownie Sundays no. in or around Hollywood Park at that point. No. No, sir.
0: Did not travel with the Brownie Sundays. Yeah, so
2: Saratoga's coming, man. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know what? It it always comes at the right time. Not that we don't know when it is. (laughs) But, you know, it definitely, it's a time that I think the industry needs the pick-me-up. When Saratoga starts. And it's like, all right, cool. But then it's like, all right, we're in La La Land for a month and a half. What are we gonna do after Saratoga is over? <laughs> it's always a huge hangover after Saratoga ends yeah, yeah, that's true. Just so you could look forward to the uh p a derby the 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 chronically underrated p a derby very underrated. Almost all the renditions of that race have been pretty good.
0: Remember last year when I, I, I rated, uh, ranked the three-year-old races by order of importance and put the Pennsylvania Derby sixth, and and then like five guys like freaked out. What? <laughs> That's not more important than the Bluegrass. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you this, but uh, it is. But. But anyways.
2: What else, Barry? I don't know. I got nothing, man. I mean, Sundays in racing have become kind of non-existent race days. Yeah. But racing isn't as good as it used to be.
0: No. Oh, well, That's like we talked about earlier, the biggest problem we have as an industry is not all the other nonsense people want to talk about. The biggest problem we have is that the product that we are selling is just not very good. And it needs to improve. It needs to be better. It just does. If it doesn't get better, all this other nonsense doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
2: Right. I mean, just think about playing races. Who wants to see Three dollar and forty cent winners all day. I no. know I don't. Nobody does.
1: Oh well, my! Oh, well, there's people
2: up... out there that do. By the <laughs> way,
0: I, I got to watch the last race at the Finger Lakes today. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, why were you? But my dad is very upset oh, about the last race at Finger Lakes. He wouldn't even tell me why. He said I got to watch the race, so.
2: See now I'm curious. I'm going to. He said he was
0: so upset that he didn't bet <clears throat> the late pick three at Prescott, and he would have hit. So, which of course made him more upset. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it is, and as soon as the show's over, I, I got to.
2: Yeah, you got to. You got to get on.
0: I got to cue it up the, the the finale at the Finger Lakes, but and the, you got
2: to you got to get that notebook or black book he has with all the winners in it. The list. yeah, The yeah. list. <clears throat> see, now I'm curious. I gotta see this race.
0: Yeah, we gotta figure out what
2: happened in the final. The, the <laughs> Put list. the puzzle together. It made him so
0: furious that he didn't bet press Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's got to be a phenomenal story behind this. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Nobody does, my friend. Nobody. We're all guessing. Except for Emmanuel. That wasn't a guess.
0: No, that was a good call, man. I knew he was winning. You like that horse... uh... From right from the day they they drew the entries,
2: yes, all over it, and didn't get you know got the price I wanted. So who
0: in your mind is is the <clears throat> leading the three year old division?
2: Oof, <laughs> that's a tough call. I mean, you you kind of have to give Forte. A little boost in that department based on his last two months of not running and then coming up pretty big in, in the Belmont. Archangelo the jury's still out on. He's done it once. Can he do it again? Mage is kind of a, a proven commodity in a sense, but he didn't run well, or you know, he was kind of up against it in the preakness, so I'll say that. He, it's not like he didn't run well because he kind of did. Um, I think the pace dynamics kind of did him in. Even though I thought he was capable of being closer. I, I don't know. I, I, I was I was kind of critical of that ride in that race. Um, so he, he could get another shot. But, man, it's, it's kind of wide open.
0: You know, it's funny that uh, the entire weekend, not a single person said the word two fills.
2: He's not on the radar,
0: so I guess. I the, mean, he was he
2: was only on the radar because. Oh, of the but jerks. remember,
0: everybody was. Like, oh my God, we can't do this because you know two fills isn't running and blah, 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 blah and all of a sudden they
2: forgot all about. I him. haven't heard anything about him, in a month. No, no, he's he's going to
0: be Haskell bound.
2: Well, that's good. I, I mean, guess
0: Mage will show probably back up in the Haskell or the, uh, the Jim Dandy Forte, supposedly, one of those races. Um. I don't know what Archangel's is going to do. They said she's she mentioned it seemed like New York, uh, the Jim Dandy, or Travers, which I think that would be a huge mistake. To, but you know she's made a lot of the right decisions. So it's just I think it's very difficult to run in the Belmont and then don't run again till the Travers. I, I don't know that that's ever. Yeah, been that's a
2: long time
0: successfully. <clears throat> I remember Easy Goer won the Belmont. And then ran in the Whitney <laughs> as his prep for the Travers. Something <laughs> that I, I don't even think can happen anymore because for some reason they made the Whitney a four and up race. I don't know why did that happened. Yeah, it's it's a four and up race. I I really don't know why. I, I would. It, it's not as though. I mean, let's face it. It's not as though any three year olds would run in it, but. I don't know why it wouldn't be a three-year-old race. I mean, it's in August.
2: Right, it's late in the year, or later in the year. I don't know why all races
0: aren't three and up
2: by that time of the year. That's really weird.
0: I noticed that last year, and it—it's to me, it's weird. It, It is weird.
2: Well, there's no point. I mean, if, if a three-year-old wants to run, they should let him run.
0: I mean, it's pretty insignificant because like <clears> I said, it's, it's just never probably going to happen. But um, it should be three and up in case, you know, somebody's schedule right. got screwed up or something. I mean, I, I think it would add to the race, I'm not subtract from the race.
1: Sure. I mean, Let's get a...
0: If if you're gonna run the Curlin the day before you run the Travers, you can't really complain about another race uh, taking horses from the Travers, right? <laughs> 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 That's
2: a good point. <clears throat> yeah. I guess you know it just seems like everybody's gonna kind of lay low until. <laughs> Until Saratoga starts. Well, I saw that
0: they had kind of um, insinuated that uh, uh, Cody's wish might be headed to the Whitney, which is something that we had said back in January. I think even before that, it
2: was last year.
0: Yeah, right. Even last year, I think the quote was kind of like, why wouldn't they take a shot in a race like the Whitney? considering the the,
2: that everybody retired
0: yeah the lack of depth in that division and I mean no one's taken charge of it at all for the older horses so uh, you know Bill Mott they interviewed him in the Belmont notes and he didn't exactly sound like (laughs) it was definite so Um, but it just would seem to be a, a better play long term for the horse in that uh, you know you run them both elite power and and um uh Cody's wish in the in the go going seven ace I mean elite power might beat him yeah uh, I, I don't think it's um that's not that conceivable that that might not happen and I think if Cody's wish were to win the Whitney he he would probably be in the the driver's seat for um horse, the horse of the year type of stuff because yeah. <clears throat> um I mean who who else could it be at this point? <laughs> I don't know nobody nobody's filled the void, right? Right? So, I mean winning the the Met Mile and the Whitney um that would that would put him uh, light years ahead of every other older horse. That's for sure.
2: So So we'll see what happens. Yeah, to me, they, they don't really have much to lose.
0: No, I I don't think so. I really don't.
2: Because if he wins, then, you know, his, his stock goes way up. I mean,
0: he's won around two turns. <clears throat> it's not like he's never won a race around two turns. I mean, his, his Breeders' Cup mile was, was good. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's a little better going one turn, but. Again, who, who's there to be fearful of? Not this year. I mean, Mott he knows. knows he, he, he knows he doesn't have to worry about our collector beating him. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's his rich strike.
2: Right. Who, who's afraid of endorsed?
0: Huh? Uh, you, know, right. you know, it would be great if Mott. Mott Shane's Rich Strike now and, and he put him, if you put him in a two other than allowance race in Saratoga
2: oh, um, that would be so great
0: I swear to god that, that, that would be like the greatest thing I've ever
2: saw. <laughs> <laughs> if, honestly if just, that
0: probably might happen if, if he just says you know what we, we need to build this confidence mile on eight two other than Rich
2: Strike it, it, honestly that move makes the most sense it does it really does
0: I mean, get him cra- back winning. Crazy as it may seem,
2: not that he was a winning machine anyway, but just get him in the winner's circle. Yeah,
0: no doubt. I mean,
2: you beat a bunch of tomato cans. Just start there.
0: You know what news was announced today, <clears throat> and it, and it went literally like missed by the by the Twitter fiends. Was that Loggins is going to stand at? Um, Hillendale.
2: Oh, really? I didn't even
0: see that. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's where Ghost Zapper is and he is is, you know, old. So <laughs> gotta find Luggins, a replacement. Loggins is by Ghost Zapper, and I guess they're gonna see if they can't strike gold again. I mean, they you know, Shakura is the one who stood McLean's music. Um, who only ran once, right? He's obscure, and he uh he's done pretty well with him. So he's trying to, you know, trying to catch lightning in the bottle again, I guess. But but there was virtually no like Twitter blowback, no
2: talk about it at all. I didn't see anything because uh, that that yeah, would have piqued fine, my interest. Yeah we had ridiculous talk about oh god the two-year old race of the that are so bad for oh my god that was the, the the most painful discussion i've ever seen in my life
0: that was like an internet slap in the face i just had to...
2: <laughs> I mean man you know that guy from uh the it's always sunny in philadelphia no oh there's a gif of the guy from that show <clears throat> who coincidentally went to the same college I did and was used to come to our games um but his name's Charlie Day related to Darren Day, unfortunately not. This guy's like three feet tall anyway, <laughs> he does this thing about a conspiracy theory he was putting together, and he has all these like charts and strings attached to pictures and stuff right. that's what that two year old race. Keeneland discussion was like when, when just the guy, a bunch of wild nonsense. When like. the guy told me
0: <clears throat> that it's affecting the breed. <laughs> <laughs> you lose it. That's what you lose it. I, I just had I, I just lost it on the guy. I mean, you realize these horses are, are already they've already been born.
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're here. Yes. Well no, he I, I think a lot of it, it, you know, his take on it was a lot a, a lot like other people have because they don't understand the economics of the business and why those races are important in the big scheme of things for the people involved. And then for the, the, the future considerations, it's all there. He was not putting that together. He was not putting those elements together to understand that, yeah, you're going to have these horses that are ready, and people want to win those races because there's money involved. Oh, I mean. And, and they can they can possibly sell their horse There's to nothing
0: wrong with running horses. Nothing. That's the connotation that I hate. There's nothing wrong with running horses. Right. It, if your horse mm-hmm. is ready to run, run there's them. nothing wrong with running them. It doesn't hurt them. It does not hurt them.
2: There's this idea that it hurts horses to race them, and it's, it's just not true. It's almost, you know, like the the greatest marketing trick of all time. There's a lot of layers
0: to thoroughbred racing. Sure, there's there's a a ton of different um, classes of race. There's there's a lot of different types of races. There's a lot of different types of horses, and to think that there's a there there's no one way of doing things. There's no right way. Or, there just isn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot no, of running two races at Keeneland uh, the majority of them, I would say 75, 80% of them are cheap horses. And and, and they're mostly trained by local guys. And you know, those are eighty thousand dollar maiden races. The advantage that they have over the expensive horses is that they've got the jump on on those horses. They're they're ready early. Right. And they, they, you know, I mean, listen, if they're not that precocious, then they're, they're going to get drilled. They're not going to win anyways, you know. But these are four and a half furlong races. They're, they're barely beyond, you know, working distance. Two-year-old horses heal faster than any of them. The older a horse gets, the, the, the slower they heal. Uh, horses that get shins, when they get them as, as early as, their, as a two-year-old, they get through them pretty quick. The older they get, the worse they get. The longer it is for them to heal. There, there's just no correlation between between racing and races and in April and anything bad. The vast majority of those horses were not cut out to be stakes horses or top quality horses or horses that are going to quote unquote develop into into something. <clears throat> Most of those horses are are relatively cheap, flawed horses that you know are trained by by local guys and winning those races or hitting the board in those races and and selling the ones that run well
2: that's a, that's what that's they the, do right that's the economy that's right that's it right. and you know one other thing that people don't get <clears throat> and I think they're getting a little bit of this with with forte. It's not all the good horses are, are always completely sound. <laughs> Some of them really have issues. I mean, Flightline should no, no be horses. a great example of that. I, I
0: think it's it's like if you think about it from the standpoint of um, a basketball player sprained his ankle. He's only unsound while his ankle's bothering him. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, it's it's not that dissimilar with horses they don't become permanently injured as two-year-olds very often it just doesn't happen that often and you know it's it's so there's so much out there that's just nonsense
2: right there's a lot of babble and garbage yeah. out there yeah
0: and it it sounds good to people and you know they just go with it and they like i said the the, the breed all you know the, we got to gotta breed more stamina on these horses. Yeah, what? Yeah. Where are we going to run them?
2: Where are you going to run? Yeah. You know, in one of the four
0: yeah, as, as a races that are a
2: mile who, and a quarter. There's a guy who, <laughs> All as year. a
0: trainer, did really well in the beginning of my career by finding sprinters that I thought would stretch out in distance and took a lot of keep speed horses going three quarters and stopping and stretched them out to two turns and did really well with them I found that the later in my career we couldn't do it anymore because they didn't have any races to stretch them out into except for turf races so you know trying to stretch a turf sprinter out excuse me a dirt sprinter out on the turf is tough that's even tougher but that's one of the, um, you know, that that's one of the, the things that people don't get. Like, breeding mile-and-a-half dirt horses, where are you going to run them? <laughs> I got I an remember- with Steve Haskin about 15 years ago about the Breeders' Cup Marathon. And I said, Steve, because he was a big supporter of it, I said, I have no problem with the, the race itself per se oh but it's like having a championship division for a division that doesn't exist outside of the championship race you go what races do we have the brooklyn and the race at at, at parks
2: right the greenwood
0: you know right cup. i mean those are the only graded stake races we have outside of that and if we're going to have the a championship race a breeder's cup race for that that division we need to have a lot more distance races on the dirt in the low in the the lower classes, maidens and allowance races right so that you could build up to that point exactly so you could develop those those horses that want to do that and there are horses that do want to do that but currently there's very few places that you can you can run them And, and even the ones that become kind of like turf or dirt marathon specialists you you see where they started out earlier in their career running miles um or running on the turf because there just aren't any of those type of races um at the lower levels and and that's that's the problem with with, with trying to breed stamina there's no races <laughs> it's it's not it's again it's it's one of those ideas that sounds great but when you're trying to breed horses you're trying to breed good horses you're trying to breed the best horse you can you can you can come up with you know yeah. what i mean you're you're trying to breed a horse that's fast and sound
2: nobody that's wants this. their horse to be unsound <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants an injured horse. <laughs> I've, I've learned that. If anything, I've learned, you know, in my years doing this kind of stuff, nobody wants an unsound horse. <laughs> nobody. And it's and it's such an inexact
0: science. It's it's why good horses come from anywhere. Why horses that that have no pedigree sometimes turn out to be really really good, and the horses with the greatest pedigrees turn out to be not so good. Right. Because it's an inexact science. So, anyways, we are um, we are at the 93-minute mark today. All right. It's pretty good for us. Yeah. Going to go. Uh, go watch Jimmy Buckets finish this off. Watch the end of this game. <clears throat> Perhaps the end of the season. And uh, we'll go from there. So, I like that, uh, that. I like your idea. We we got we got swag finally.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just like got to pick the colors out and the the graphics and get those things to print. But we'll have them by Saratoga for sure. There we go. So,
0: the long-awaited well, yeah. swag wagon is about to
2: launch. And then I I do still have some some. Pegasus World Cup hats, too.
0: You know, I got to order some hats. I need some new hats.
2: If we can get those people to, you know, that unfinished business hat, if we can get one like that, this is going in circles with that same oh, kind of lettering, that'd be oh, fire, bro. That would with be the fire. red, with the white outline, fire. No, d- no doubt. No doubt. It's time to do it. and we can solicit new era. My dad... uh knows a guy that works at New Era so maybe we can get an in there we go see now the wheels that, are turning now the wheels are turning
0: like that's what we want momentum connections my friend like the connection all right sounds good And everybody stay tuned calm down just calm calm down everybody chill out everybody chill out everybody chill out Saratoga's coming
2: going to get all a boost.
0: Gonna be all right. morale morale booster that's right. We need it. <laughs> I right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Thank- hey, if you haven't done it already, it's time for you to sign up for the Going in Circles digest. Go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest and stakes previews and Stories and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some cool videos every once in a while for uh, historic purposes. Anyways, check it out going in circles It's
1: free, and it should be for you.